Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Start off, I guess uh, our family would like to thank all of you that uh, offered your prayers, condolences, cards, and kind words uh, for the loss of a father-in-law last week. We really appreciated uh, um, the condolences that we got. Um, Doing a crop report, I guess, first, talking about what I did see when I was up in northeast Iowa. Boy, uh, I would say harvest is less than 5%. Uh, Most of what is harvested when we're up there was silage ground, uh, and they're really struggling to get their silage cut. Silage is getting too dry in cases the fields are just uh, so wet up there. If we move from northeast Iowa over to north central Iowa, over there towards Osage where Joe is, he's saying the same thing, probably less than 5% harvest being done. Uh, what little is being done up there, beans in that 50 to mid-60 bushel range, corn in that 160 to 200 bushel range, and it looks like uh, nitrogen will be a big factor for them, depending on how yellow the corn was uh, as we went through July and August, and moistures in the mid-20s. <clears throat> Their forecast is in the low 20s uh, for this week, so that'll actually be a blessing for them to get their green beans to cut a little bit better than what we're struggling with down here. Move on down uh, to Rhinebeck, Iowa, around Cedar Falls, where Scott and his crew are working. Uh, They were in a rain delay when I talked to him, but he said it's pretty tough. Uh, Combine is on tracks, grain cart and tractor on tracks, and they're still getting the grain cart stuck. Uh, So they're keeping the grain cart on the high ground and bringing the combine to it, keeping the trucks on the road and taking the grain out to it. He thought probably 20% of the corn was harvested, 10% of the beans. A lot of the wheeled combines were sitting uh, because the field's so wet and sound like the cranes and wreckers were doing uh, bang up business as far as trying to keep everybody afloat. Said the beans are in that 70 bushel range so far and corn is uh, 250 or stronger. Not quite as strong as the yields were last year when they hit it out of the park, but uh, um, staying, uh, staying, you know, in pace or not too far off of last year. It's just kind of depressing when you start the season out strapping cables to your combine so you um, be able to get it out when you, when you know you're probably going to get stuck a couple times through the year. Talk with the guys in northwest Ohio with Spatial Ag crew over there. Said the only corn basically that is harvested is silage corn. Beans are 10% or less. Uh, what beans they have out are swinging between 50 and 80 bushel, seeing yield averages in that 55 to 65 bushel range. So they did take one fungicide plot out on soybeans, and it was about a four bushel advantage to uh, a fungicide treatment. But sounds like everybody to the north of us is kind of in a standstill waiting for this uh, monsoon to finish up. Move here in the state, <clears throat> talking with the guys up at Grand Ridge and Tonica up in there. I talked with Dave Walter, and he thought, um, you know, some people are done with corn, some people done with beans and a mixture, but about 75% finished up there with the harvest. Corn yields did stay in that 230, 260 range. Uh, Beans were in the mid-70s, and his observation, his 2.427 beans that were doing better than his later threes, said he was seeing too many shriveled up beans in the later threes, thinks in that Probably could have used one more rain on that maturity group to help finish it out. So the corn's standing good, mainly because they took out the poor standing corn, um, you know, that was in trouble first. 
He said he did look at his records and he didn't start till October 6th of last year and corn was 20%. So we've been at this a while. It seems like it's um, grinded on or getting later, but we're still ahead of the curve compared to uh, where a lot of us were a year ago. Fred over at Donovan Co-op on the east side of the state uh, thinks corn is about 75% done. Beans are about 50% done. Corn yields swing depending on the haves and have-nots where it's dry in that 140, 180 range where they got the moisture 220 to 240. Uh, on the soybeans, uh, kind of the same scenario where 40 to 50 bushel beans in the dry area, 60 bushel beans where they got the moisture. Locally here, as I look around the office, McLean, DeWitt County, I would also say that we're probably about 75% done with harvest. Kind of depends on the size of the operation and the bushels we're handling. Uh, we do have some down corn uh, due to Saturday's wind, so that's going to slow us down a little bit. Uh, talking with Mark over at Sun Ag in Tazewell County, he thinks they're about 90% done with corn, maybe even a little stronger, and about 75% done with beans. Uh, and the beans and corn yield stayed pretty strong throughout the harvest over there. Moved to the south, our crew down there at Winchester, they too believe uh, the Winchester area is probably 75% done. Move up in the New Berlin area the same way, about 75% done. The corn is standing but they did have to harvest the poor standing corn first and some varieties that wanted to drop the ears had to come out. But what's left is um, holding in there. They have to keep an eye on it as it continues to deteriorate. Down the Blue Mound area, the guys down there are thinking again about 75% done. A lot of tillage has been done. Uh, their April beans, as I said, did stay in the 80 bushel range. And that's pretty cool. Uh, some of you guys remember at our at our meeting this summer when uh, we we're doing the crop report Dennis uh, had got up and mentioned that while he was in Australia on vacation that his uh, nephews uh, put soybeans in the ground in March uh, and those beans got snowed on twice he said and they had to rotary home to get them up and guys have been asking how did those March beans do uh, talking with Grant they put a scale in there and scaled it uh, those beans uh, past week, and they came out at 102.5 bushel from being snowed on and rotary hoed up. So um, I don't know, Dennis, you're probably not going to be able to go anywhere in March next year. They're going to plant the whole crop on you. Uh, they said they are seeing a major tick up in the amount of bagged uh, crop that's in the field. Guys are bagging down there to, to kind of combat some of the slowness we're seeing at the elevators. Also mentioned there are 34 consecutive days of harvest. So that's a long stretch in there. The rain delay <clears throat> is uh, kind of welcomed when we run into something like that. This round of rain, though, has really uh, perked up the cover crops. Both those we seeded, uh, as well as those that we put out there through harvest loss. Uh, a lot of fields are starting to green up. I am getting even more complaints on the stink bug damage on our seed beans that we talked about earlier. Uh, and what it's doing is it's putting the seed premium into jeopardy. So we're seeing that in more counties now, both east, west, and north. And uh, just a massive amount of stink bugs that we had out there. And I'm going to guess, based on the high-yielding soybeans out here, most of these seed companies are going to have plenty of good beans. So they're probably not going to want to mess around too much with these damaged beans. And that's probably going to show up in a quicker uh, premium loss than it would be on a normal year. The wind and rain and Saturday, uh, it took down a number of fields. 
Thomas had shared with me at one point on Saturday in an hour's time had a half inch of rain but for uh, a portion it came at 12 inches an hour that's how fast it was coming down along with some pretty stiff local gust of wind had one report of a semi-tractor an empty grain trailer flipped over in the field so some of those wind gusts were pretty strong now the good news is of course many crop tech customers were on top of this with their pest crews and they were harvesting for standability first meaning that those fields that were weak need were out of here before the wind came through uh, no doubt as I drive around and look at different fields and different plots that we got left, the field sprayed with the fungicide did fare that wind event, rain event better than those that weren't. With that said though, we still have a problem with down corn in a number of areas. What I've seen uh, driving around and, and the guys have put up the drone to fly some of our plot fields to see how bad things are. Uh, some of this is hybrid related some of it is yield zone related depending on uh, where the crop is in the field so i um, guess what i'm saying is the pest team needs to jump back in and start evaluating um, this situation as far as where are we going to finish out this crop and how are we going to have to harvest it not only getting a handle on on how bad but how much corn is down put your drones up in the air not only on the fields that you can tell from the road, but the rest of them as well. Look for down spots because some of these pockets are out in the field and we can't see it from the road. With this uh, moisture that we've received with this event, anywhere from three to five inches, depending on who you're talking to here in the state, uh, the grounds are somewhat saturated or wetted up. The corn that's actually tipped over and the ears are touching the ground, in a short amount of time, we're going to have to deal with issues of molding and sprouting on the ear itself. So we don't want it to stay there very long uh, in these conditions before we get it picked up. The quicker we pick it up, the better. The one thing, though, we have to be sure of is that we don't spend uh, multiple days on one field trying to pick up down corn. And we have other fields that are standing but are about ready to fall. As I talk to one grower, you walk out in the field and touch the corn and it falls any direction that you push it. So instead of spending days working on a downfield, if we got fields out there that are in trouble, we need to go get the troubled standing fields first, then come back and pick up, uh, pick up the down corn later so we aren't um, missing an opportunity to, to stop some of that loss. So I guess what I'm saying, why the harvesters are taking a break in this rain delay, the scouts need to be out there and we need to lay out a plan to get us across the finish line. Which fields can wait while we work on down corn and which ones really need to come out. While harvesting in these down fields, in some of them, uh, what we noticed the other day, it's in pockets in the field. And you might be better off to cut around those pockets and keep the harvest rolling uh, and come back to get some of those pockets a little bit later. Let's say when the harvest slows down due to elevator restrictions, then maybe go back and, and take your time uh, cleaning up some of that down stuff. I know we're close to the finish line, but some of you guys have got corn reels and end cones uh, for this down corn. And you say, man, I hate to put that on. I only got 200 acres left, or I only have 50 acres down of the 200 acres left. But man, this is why you bought them, okay? So let's get those reels on, get them cones fired up, and, and use those tools to eliminate some of the harvest loss uh, potentials that we could see out there. 
Those of you that don't have reels or end cones, you, you may have to harvest going one way. Uh, in this case, you may have to take one row less so you don't have um, so much uh, of a stalk hanging over that end spout and lose those ears. Uh, but, you know, do what it takes to, to, to clean up this crop. Don't let the anxiety of being this close to the finish line drive you to do a poor job. Maybe some of you uh, that have neighbors with pickup reels uh, could make a deal and they'd come and help you pick their your down corn while you would go and help them pick their green beans. Either case, you're both traveling at about two and a half miles an hour uh, chewing this out. So maybe we can make a swap there. We're seeing a lot of new ground coming through the soil testing side. Uh, new, new ground to us, new ground to you. This is a, a good thing because as your operation grows, uh, crop tech grows with you. But with that said, a lot of this new ground, if we look at the fertility part of it, there, a lot of them are just trashed. Um, some of these parcels, it's hard to believe that anybody would let fertility slip to the level that we're seeing on some of these farms come through here. Now we're good at turning poor farms around and making them productive, but we don't have anything magic here. We can't do that overnight. Just because the farm has been under farm management doesn't mean the fertility's up to par. Or just because the ditches and the waterways have always been trimmed and mowed up nice doesn't mean the limestone went on. So if you have access to new ground, but no one can come up with a recent soil test, assume the fertility's trashed, bid accordingly, or make arrangements in the lease that can protect you in a case where the fertility uh, is not where it should be. So what I guess I'm saying is renter beware. I like the fact that we're seeing new ground come in, but we want to make sure your expectations um, are in the right area as far as what's it going to take to make it as productive as what you're used to operating with. Uh, the soil testing crew is doing a fantastic job of cleaning up the fields uh, behind the combines out there. Katie says most people are actually doing a really good job of calling in and keeping us posted when the harvesting is taking place. I did say most people. She has a list of some of you who aren't. You don't want to be on that list. So make sure you're calling in your fields as they're harvested. The plot crew is knocking down plots at a pretty brisk pace. Looks like next week will be uh, even brisker yet if this weather forecast is right and uh, try to give us a couple days notice if possible but boy big big thanks to you guys the plot partners out there to helping us with these plots this plot harvest has been running pretty smooth to this point and man we're producing a mountain of data that's going to be pretty interesting we're actually starting to process some of that data now as we uh, are working here headed towards the finish any of the plot partners out there who are finished the sooner you can get your yield monitor data into us, the quicker that we can move along on all that data. And that goes for anybody else as you finish up. Don't forget to drop by your monitor data so we can start that big process of making these yield maps and uh, getting ready for our yield map meetings. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.